Hey guys, welcome along. I'm Alan Williams and this is the Alan Williams Podcast. Hey guys, episode four of the podcast today. I hope you are well. In the previous podcast, I said all of our problems are relatives. I think what I actually meant to say was all of our problems are relative. Um, yeah, I'm picturing half the country going, yeah, the mother-in-law, the mother-in-law. No, mother-in-laws of Ireland, we love you. You're not the problem. So all of our problems are relative. Not all of our problems are relatives. They're not. I'm sure they're not. Um, today's podcast is going in a little bit of a different direction, guys. It's probably going to be a little bit heavier than normal, but I feel it's an important topic to speak about, and that is mental health. And this, I just want to categorically state before I start recording this podcast, I'm not a mental health expert in any way, shape or form. But what I'm going to speak about today is my own opinions, my own experiences, experiences I've had working with clients. And it's really, I think we should all be having that conversation because mental health has become such a big, big thing. And I still don't think there's enough conversation around it. So even though I'm not a mental health expert, I'm more than happy to lead the way in putting out my opinions on it and hoping that other people will do the same because I do think we can learn a lot from each other. So that's where we're going with today's podcast. Just to give you the heads up on it, it probably will be a little bit heavier than normal. But I think if one person even gets something from the podcast today, it's more than worth doing. Um... I've kind of mentioned their mental health. It has become such a big, big thing. It's almost at epidemic levels, I think, at this stage. And something I found really interesting, really lately, I've just seen a, a statistic, the number one cause of death in, in men under 40. It's not the stuff we see about in the media all the time. It's not cancer. It's not the road traffic accidents. It's suicide. The number one cause of death in men under 40 is suicide. How sad is that? It's really, really sad. You know, so we need to start doing something about it. We need to start having conversations. I'm not going to say I'm the poster boy for mental health. I don't have all the answers. I'm not pretending to have all the answers. But I want to just open up the conversation and open up the debate. And I think from there, as a collective, maybe we start finding answers. So that's where we're going today. Um... First off, I just want to chat about the idea of wealth because we've heard the old phrase so many times, your health is your wealth. And I don't think it's ever been more true. We can see it now. It's so obvious to us. And we're, we're there's more and more attention being brought to the mental health issue. And I think now we can identify more that, okay, what was being put out as an idea of success or as an idea of wealth in the society we live in, it's all about, I suppose, you know, that we're making progress at work, that we're getting promotions, we're getting nice cars, we're getting big houses, we're getting huge amounts of money in the bank. That's been put across as an idea of wealth, of success, of doing well in life. But that's only one part of it. There's nothing wrong with that stuff, you know, per se. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, but what I would say is we have to make sure that our health is in check as well because without your health, everything else suffers. All that money in the bank is absolutely no use to you if you're in a bad place mentally and physically, if your health is suffering. So that's what I want to look at a little bit more in detail today and being able to say that again, you know, we've heard that phrase, it's okay not to be okay. We have to start taking that on board. We have to start saying, you know, okay, I'm the big man with all my big houses and big cars and being, you know, flash watches and being seen to do really well. But behind all that, am I okay? Am I feeling well? How am I in the brain, in the head, behind the eyes? How do I feel about myself? Am I getting to spend enough time with my family? Am I getting time to do the things I enjoy? Am I able to take time out and relax? Or is my brain constantly on the go? Am I able to take holidays once a year? All these questions are pertinent because if we cannot say yes to those questions, problem ch chances are problems will arise at some stage if all of your energy is put into one thing and you've built it up to be so important in your head material wealth can be taken away at any time 
material wealth can be taken away at any time guys so that's not something to put all of your values into and all of who you are because that's one thing it's not who you are you know it's what you have it's not who you are so if that was taken away tomorrow where would you be would you have good people around you would you have a nice family around you would you have people that you can turn to for support because you would find if that was taken away that your mental health is going to suffer a little bit you're not going to have the same highs that you were before but have you got the people around you to support you have you got a support network so what's your idea of wealth is the one question i would ask first and foremost is it all that materialistic stuff or is there more important stuff behind that that's what you need to get clear on i suppose first off so um darkness into light is coming up in the next few weeks it's a initiative i'm hugely fond of i think it's a brilliant brilliant idea it's great to see that so many people have got involved in it over the last few years and it's really taken ireland by storm i think every every venue really you're seeing huge numbers of people at it and that's great to see it's great to see people getting behind it but what it also shows is that there is a level of suffering when you see that amount of people turning out that surely says we've got a problem you know if that many people have been affected by suicide have been affected by mental health it says we've got a problem you know if we didn't we'd have small amounts of people turning out that it wouldn't have got to the same levels as it has and as i say it is an absolutely brilliant initiative but i want us to be focusing on having the conversation all year round not just once a year you know where darkness into light is on it's got huge publicity it's in the media we need to be having that conversation all the time like we're having the conversation about cancer all the time like we're having the conversation about all these different things mental health has to be coming to the fore a lot more it can still be that stigma around it we have to be opening up conversations we have to be showing people that it's okay not to be okay not just using the words that they feel comfortable to sit down and have a conversation and that they feel that they can turn to us if there's a problem that you know we're open and we can talk to somebody and it's important for us again to take that on ourselves that if i'm having a problem who's the person i'm going to talk to is there somebody i can say do you know what i'm struggling here you know can we have a conversation I think in my own life there is people I can do that with and again look I'd be like most lads you know my friends will take the piss out of me a lot and that's all part of it and that's all it's 100% it's fine it's it's a bit of fun but I know they'd have my back at the end of the day if there was a problem if there was something I need to talk about if I was to say look lads there's something not working well here for me I'm not feeling great whatever it is that those people would have my back and I want you to think about who's that person in your own life who's the person you could turn to if if there was an issue who are you going to who are you going to turn to and say look I need a little bit of help I need a little bit of support and likewise can you be that person for other people can people come to you and say you know I've got an issue are you open to that are you going to help those people are you going to say ah you'll be grand you know because that's the old Irish attitude again it you'll be grand we have to move away from that it's old school it doesn't have a place anymore I don't think I think about again if somebody goes into a doctor's and they're they're ill you know the doctor's not going to say to them you'll be grand they're going to say okay here's what we need to do we need to you know we need to prescribe something for you or we need to do this or we need to do that they're not going to say oh yeah you're sick but she'll be grand you know and, and the same needs to be done with our mental health i don't want to be as i said i don't want to be the poster boy for mental health i'm not claiming to be an expert by any means i'm just opening the debate i'm opening the conversation and as i say i don't have all the answers far from it but i want people to understand that well you know i'm open to people coming to me and saying well i need help you know and likewise i'd hope people are the same for me so getting the debate going really is as important as any i would say um so feeling like you have somebody to talk to and the other thing I would always look at as well is social media because we live in such a busy, busy world nowadays um, and, and it's coming more to the fore the impact of social media on mental health but there's something I want to say on this because I don't look at social media as being inherently bad and when I hear people say oh well, social media or Facebook is the problem you know and it's done this and it's done that and you know nobody lives their lives the way they did before and no they don't, of course they don't but 
social media is not the problem because here's how I look at it to me. Social media, let's say Facebook. Facebook doesn't write negative shit. People write negative shit. It's like if we say a drunk driver, you know, the problem is not the car. The car the car has hit somebody. But the problem is not the car. The problem is the driver of the car who chose to get into the car and drive it while drunk. And I think social media is the same. Social media is only the vehicle. It's not social media that's putting the stuff out there. It's people. So we need to start thinking about what are we putting out there into the world? And likewise, what are we consuming from it? I can tell you for myself, I've stopped scrolling through social media feeds. I don't I, I do not do it very much, very little, sometimes now and again. But I try to minimise the time on it because I have found that it does affect my mood. And I think everybody will know what I'm talking about here. If you're on social media for hours on end throughout the day, you're scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. You're picking up a lot of negativity. You're picking up a lot of ranting and raving. You're picking up a lot of stuff that's probably not doing your mood any good. And I've started taking social media breaks. I detox from it over the weekend. You will see stuff from me at weekends for work. I have stuff scheduled. But for the most part, I tend to log out of my social media accounts on Friday and I don't come back till Monday. And I find it just makes the world a difference. It's For me, it's, it's switching off from everything. It's getting away from all the pressures. It's getting away from work. It's getting out in nature, out in the fresh air. It's, you know, getting in touch with family and friends and reconnecting with people. And when I come back on Monday, every single time without fail, I feel energized for having a few days off social media. So I think it's important that people, if you're struggling with that, ask yourself that question. Are you over consuming social media? If you're finding your mood low, I think for a lot of people it is an issue. So I would say to you, try taking little breaks from it and just see how you feel. And again, it might be it might be beneficial for you or it might not. But there's no harm in trying it and just seeing and noting how do I feel when I'm on it all the time? How do I feel when I have little breaks from it? As I said, I don't feel social media is the problem in itself. I feel it's the way people are using it. So think about that. You know, Think about what am I consuming? What am I putting out there? We've all seen again people on social media that they're putting up stuff and they might as well just type up please give me attention you know it's it's at that stage and again I used to probably get annoyed with it a little bit ago what is this person talking about or what are they doing but I think there's more of an empathetic side to it now and that I've kind of realized that a lot of the people that are doing that that are, are putting up those kind of attention seeking posts it's the dopamine hit from the notifications they're looking for and I suppose for me it says that they're probably not all that happy in their own lives that that's where they're getting their validation from is social media so now rather than kind of thinking well you know what's wrong with them why are they doing that all the time it's it's more a place of empathy I'm coming from and that I'm going well I can see that probably they're not living the life they want and maybe they just need somebody to have a chat with them and you know somebody to talk to on a day-to-day -day basis and you know maybe just that they need to improve their own life in some way maybe it's that they need to be striving for something or maybe it's that they need to bring exercise in to their life to make them feel a little bit better whatever it is but I do feel you know for people that are in that predicament take a little bit of time off it and just see how you feel and see if it improves your mood see how you see how it just as I, as I said earlier you know it, it mightn't work for you but it might and there's certainly no harm in trying it um the other thing to bear in mind about social media it's not real you know and and people kind of look at it and what happens is we compare our behind the scenes to people's highlights reel. What you have to bear in mind is that social media is only people's highlights reel. It's the best of their lives. You're not seeing the day-to-day -day stuff. You're seeing their holidays, you're seeing their new car, you're seeing their job promotions, you're seeing they're at lovely concerts off in some exotic places or whatever it is, you know, but you're seeing the best of it. You're not seeing the day-to-day, -day, the struggles they go through that we all go through. 
And people are great at masking it. They're great at showing their perfect life. They're not showing you the day to day. They're not showing you getting up out of bed in the morning when they look like shit and when they're feeling like shit and when they've got to go and do the dishes and the house is a mess. You're not seeing that. You're seeing their lovely holiday with the sun on the beach and you're going, their life is so much better than mine. You know, and you're starting to compare yourself. And the second you start to compare yourself to other people, you're losing. So stop comparing yourself with others. Stop buying into the bullshit of social media because that's what it is a lot of the time. A lot of it's not real. So keep that in mind. Everybody has the same struggles as you. They're just not showing it. So you really need to stop comparing yourself to them as such. The other thing then I suppose that we need to look at in terms of social media is... Instagram. Instagram in particular is probably one of the big ones. And I see this a lot because I work in the fitness industry. And I'm not hugely fond of where the fitness industry is going, if I'm honest. I think it's changed an awful lot in the last five, six years. It's moved from a place where, for me, it's always been about helping people. It's always about putting the client first. It's about how can I get the best for them? And not even just in terms of their, their physical body, in terms of their mental health and their quality of life and that they're enjoying themselves and they're getting the best out of themselves. That's what it's always been about for me. It's about the client. My number one aim when I started off working in the fitness industry was to leave it in a better place than I found it. And that, to me, is all about helping people rather than putting the focus on me. What I see now with Instagram... And, and again, I know I'm going to trigger a lot of people listening to this, but I I think there's a lot of vanity involved. I have to be completely honest. And it's it's the fit fam thing. It's, you know, I'm in such super shape. Look at me, blah, blah, blah. And it's put across as we're inspiring others. I work day to day on the ground with the average Joe Soap who are not in supermodel shape. And I know from talking to those people, there's very few people that are inspired by that. It's like parking your Fiat beside a Ferrari. Is it going to make you feel good? To me, and this is from people I've spoke to, it makes them feel shit about themselves. It makes them feel like they're not good enough. It makes them feel like others are a million miles ahead. So here's my message to you guys. Unfollow all those people. Anybody that's making you feel bad about yourself, unfollow them because you're not getting any value from it. It's something I've kind of focused a lot. My own social media, again, is on bringing value to people. Now, I'm not going to get as many likes for that. Like, I can I can go and I can show you all these Instagram models and all the rest of it and there's 500, 600 likes on each picture. But again... Is there is there content bringing value to people? Are they getting anything from it? Because in a lot of this, a lot of a lot of those situations, you know, what you're getting is likes from pervy fellas that are having a look at your pictures. You know, especially I suppose a lot of the a lot of the fit fam, as I said, a lot of kind of look. It's it's something I'm I'm not massive on myself. I think it's it's better to to me to focus on bringing value to the client and bring information to them, bring tips to them. How can they learn from that and make them feel better about themselves? So if you're somebody that struggles with that. It's just something I would say to you is maybe it's time to unfollow some of those people if they're making you feel bad about yourself. Anybody that doesn't make you feel good about yourself, they probably don't have a place in your life. Why do you actually need them there if they're making you feel bad about yourself day after day? Another thing I want to point out just about a lot of this stuff I'm speaking about on Instagram, a lot of that is is not real again. We're looking at things like, I suppose, perfect lighting. We're looking at filters. We're looking at certain poses. We're looking at tanning. We're looking at all this stuff. If I was to take one of those people you hugely admire and I stand them out in the back garden with no lighting, no tan, no filters, no posing, they're going to look like a different person. They're not going to look anything like what they did in that picture. So you need to keep that in mind as well. A lot of the time, your, your impression of it is skewed. It's not actually real. So again, stop comparing yourself. Stop thinking, well, I should look like that because they look like that and look how awesome they are and look how I am. And, you know, it's a, it's not the, the road to go down in terms of improving your own mindset, improving your own mental health, in terms of, I suppose, self-care and how you view yourself. And I want to point out to you as well, guys, that a lot of those people that you look up to that are in super shape, they're not happy. You know, that's what you need to bear in mind is 
they might look great physically, but that doesn't mean they're happy because everybody has their own challenges, everybody has their own problems, everybody has their own issues to deal with. And your body is where you live, it's not who you are. Your body is where you live, it's not who you are. So keep that in mind. Just because somebody's in great shape doesn't mean they're happy. Even if you were to be in the same shape as them, it doesn't mean you're happy because you're still going to have the same challenges. You're still going to have the same issues. And until you sort out those issues, this is what I say to people all the time about, you know, when they're setting fitness goals and they think it's going to make them happy when they reach a certain weight or they reach a certain body composition. If there's underlying issues there that are causing unhappiness, being in great shape is never going to change that. So you've got to look at your life as a whole and you've got to say, well, where are the issues? What is it that I'm struggling with? rather than just I want to look like that because I think it'll make me happy I think it'll make me feel better a lot of again people that probably you know physique competitors and the likes of that and again I know I'm going to trigger some of them here saying this but a lot of them don't have healthy relationships with food they get so into it that it becomes their whole life and it takes over everything and I know there's been a high percentage of those guys what happens they get into super shape to step on stage by the time they step on stage they're weak as a kitten but again when they're stepping on stage they're looking incredible because they're tanned up to the last their body fats down to down to next to nothing you know and as I said again lighting and images and all the rest of it and when they come back to normal and they start moving back to their baseline they start to feel bad about themselves now bear in mind that their baseline was a pretty incredible to start with for most of them. They looked they looked great at their baseline, but suddenly that's not enough anymore. And they're looking back at the old pictures of when they were on stage and they're going, I need more of that. I need to get back there again. And so they start going for the next competition, the next one, the next one. Now that's not all people, but it is a lot. So I just want you to know that, that you know, you look at them and you think they don't have any problems. That's not always true. And a lot of those people do have issues with food as well. They don't have a particularly healthy relationship with food. Again, not all. I'm going to cover myself there. Not all, but a lot. So keep that in mind, guys. You know, stop comparing yourself to other people. Figure out where your issues are, how you can improve yourself. And look after your own mental health as well. And the best way to do that is to stop comparing yourself to other people. Um, Again, who are you listening to? I spoke about this last week in my podcast. Who are the people around you that influence you? Who are you taking advice from? Who are you taking information from? The five people you surround yourself with, you know, the 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 five people you spend the most time with, I say this every week, they're the people that you become the average of. So the five people you spend the most time with, you become the average of. So again, make sure those are good people. Make sure you're surrounding yourself with positive, supportive people. If you're hearing constant negativity dripped in your ear, your ear that's going to affect you. Your mood is going to dip if that's what you're hearing all the time. And it's a horrible place to be in. Just yesterday, I was in the supermarket. It was 19 degrees outside, folks. It was 19 degrees outside. And I heard, the, I, was, I was queuing at the till and the lady at the, con, at the there was there was pain in front to me you know the the tell the lady at the tell said to her god it's a lovely day or whatever and she said straight up it was uh, bear in mind 19 degrees oh no it's cold now today it's not as nice as it was yesterday just that constant looking for something to complain about you know there's always those people and i think myself to be honest you're best off minimizing contact with them rather than kind of been having a drip in your ear all the time building up and before you know it you're that person that's starting to moan and complain about everything and life becomes unfair on everybody and all the rest so keep that in mind the five people you spend the most time with who are you taking feedback from? That's going to affect your mental health as well. Who are you taking feedback from? Let me tell you a little story. This is something I struggled with myself on a personal level. When I started out doing seminars and doing workshops, I got some advice from a business mentor who told me, you know, I was doing this huge seminar. I had 300 people booked in for it. And the business mentor said to me, oh, make sure you get feedback forms and get them to fill out these feedback forms and take information from it and you learn from it and whatever. Now, in theory, that's a great idea. You know, you can you can take feedback and you can see, well, where can I improve? What was good? What was not? But I had a terrible experience from it. 
there was, as I said, 300 people there. I got them to fill out these forms. And the next day I was going through the forms. And I would say 99% of the feedback I got was absolutely incredible. People really, really enjoyed the event. You know, they had the time of their lives. They thought it was a brilliant show. They were fully motivated. They took a lot of information from it. They were saying, Alan, that was incredible. Really, really enjoyed it. But there was one form left. One form I came across out of, as I said, two or 300. And it absolutely slated everything about the event not one positive thing to say everything was wrong from what i was saying to i had used too much paper to you know uh, paper in terms of giving people you know written stuff to do that you know too much paper was one too much too much everything The, the the volume was too loud the seats were too close together the room was too small it was too warm it was this it was that it was everything they went through the whole form and critiqued everything in a negative sense and I mean everything right down to the smallest detail everything on that form was negative not one positive to say and despite all the amazing feedback I had got for the next few days I was so low I was really down I took it to heart and I took it personally and I was thinking that must have been the worst gig ever and if if you spoke to me in those few days you know you would have been coming out going what sort of a terrible job did he do at that event he's ruined his whole career you really would have thought it was that bad from my reaction to it. When I came round to myself, I had a look and I said, that's one form out of hundreds. Why am I taking that to heart? Rather than saying, look at all the positive feedback I've got here. People absolutely adored it. People were raving about it. People were leaving reviews online. People were saying it was one person in the reviews compared it to Tony Robbins. And that to me is the ultimate compliment. I mean, that's as big as it gets. But I let this one piece of negative feedback, one person that was probably there with an agenda, one person that maybe, I don't know, had some sort of vendetta against me. Maybe it was just somebody that doesn't like the content I put out. So why were you even there in the first place? But I let that get to me and I let it get to me in a way I shouldn't have done. And that affected my mental health for a few days. My mood was so, so low. And that's why I said I would kind of review that piece of advice where people say to you, you know, put out feedback forms at events like that. If it was somebody starting out, unless they're very, very strong mentally, I wouldn't I wouldn't particularly advise them to do that because I've been on the opposite side of it and it wasn't nice. That was one example. I've had others. I mean, I a few years back, I had started growing a bit of a Facebook following. I had a bit of a social media following built up. People were starting to know who I was. I was out one night with my friends, minding my own business, just having a couple of quiet drinks, nothing major. This girl came up to me and she was drunk, started abusing the you-know-what out of me. Um, and, and again, it was nothing even related to my work. It was just really nasty personal abuse. And rather than shrugging it off and saying, well, do you know what? That girl's drunk and it's her own agendas. I took it on board and I actually went home early that night and I went home just feeling terrible again and just questioning everything. For days, I was really down after it again and I was kind of starting to go, well, is there any truth in what she's saying? And it was just, again, it was so nasty, it was personal, it was about my physical appearance, different stuff like that, it wasn't even work-related. When I came round to myself again, I realised that, well, that was her putting her insecurities onto me, it wasn't even anything to do with me, you know. Rather than taking it on board, I should have been going, that's her, that's not me, you know. And, and, I, and, and I didn't take that response to it. And it's the one I would do now, because I'm a lot more experienced, I'm thicker skin now, and I've seen a lot more of it, but I know how to handle it now. And I want to put the message out there to people that if people are putting that sort of stuff onto you, 90% of the time it's not about you, it's about them. So that was one I struggled with. It was one I did take to heart. It was one I struggled to come back from for a while because it actually put me off socialising. It put me off going out. It put me off, I suppose, yeah, it put me off going out in my own town, which is pretty sad. Um, Look, I'm, I'm not one to go out really much anyway, which was why it was probably harder to take because... 
as I say, I could go months on end without going out. I could go 12 months without going out. So when you do go out, when you get something like that, it can kind of mess with your head a little bit because you're kind of going, well, is that what other people think? Because I don't have probably as much interaction with the public. I have a lot online, but as I said, I don't really socialise that much. So you start questioning, do other people think the same way? When you come round to yourself, you can say, well, you know what? One person is not speaking for hundreds. There was hundreds and thousands of people out that night. Vast majority of people were lovely. So you can't take on board what one person is saying. You can't take it to heart too much. Um, the online world is similar you sometimes would receive hate messages hate mail not not terrible hate but you will always find begrudgers online you'll find people that leave nasty comments it bothered me a bit in the start i used to take it personally but my perspective on all that has changed again and it it comes back to what i was saying earlier about the person who's kind of posting the facebook message would give me attention i think this is a kind of a similar one if people are going out of their way to come onto my facebook page and leave me nasty comments I don't get annoyed by it anymore. I feel sorry for them because I just think, what what place are you in mentally to be posting that sort of stuff, to go out of your way down to someone else's page, to leave a comment slating somebody that you don't even know? You know, it's it, I feel sorry for them because I just, I, I think mentally they're not in a good place and I think I'd rather help those people and I'm going to keep, you know, I'm going to keep showing those people love and I'm going to keep putting out help to them and I'm going to keep putting out content and I'm going to respond to them in a nice way and I'm not going to turn around and say, well, what are you posting that about me for? I'm going to turn around and I'm going to bring you value and I'm going to help you because I think that's what people need and I think that's what we need to be aware of, okay? So the online world, bear in mind, yes, it's important. It's a big part of where we are nowadays, but it's not real life. And we've become so good at masking, masking our pain as such when we're we're struggling, we're feeling down, we've got we've got issues going on. We don't even talk on the phone anymore. That's the world we live in nowadays. Today, it's all about quick messages. It's WhatsApp. It's text messages. It's emojis. And we've become a lot better at covering things up. Because before, if you've got a partner and you speak to them on the phone and they say to you, how are things? And you say, oh, it's good. Yeah, I'm fine. They know by the tone of your voice. They know straight off you're not fine. Whereas now, we can be feeling terrible. And I've done this myself. You're not feeling the best, but you... You respond to a text message with smiley emojis and laughing faces and all the rest. And the person on the other end of the phone has no idea. They have no idea. They don't know what's going on. So we've become better at covering it up. And we need to move away from that. We need to be aware that we need human contact with people. We need conversations. We need to get on the phone. We need to meet up with people. We need to have a coffee. We need to go for a game of golf, whatever it is, rather than just sending messages over and back and, and covering things up and keeping them to ourselves. Because it builds up and it builds up and it builds up. And it doesn't do us any good in the long run. So sometimes I think about you know mental health in relation to physical health as well and where are the correlations and i think there are quite a few correlations we we look at our mental health and it's almost seen i think as something that needs to be cured rather than preventative measures and again as i said i'm no expert on this this is just my own thoughts i'm putting out nearly as i'm speaking i think sometimes we need to look at what can i do to make sure i keep myself in a positive state pretty much every day of the week and every year all year round rather than thinking well what am I going to do when things are bad then I'll worry about it I said recently to somebody I'm lucky I don't really have many mental health issues you know I'm lucky I I, I enjoy life I have a good life I've, I've enjoyed my job I've got family I've you know a life I enjoy I go training every day and it's it's easy I'm happy and that person said to me well do you know what Alan it's not that you're lucky it's that you're proactive in looking after your mental health and I thought that makes so much sense it makes so much sense because I hadn't really thought about it that much. But I know the things that keep me in a good place are the things I do every day in my life. I eat good foods. I train every day, as I said. And when he said that to me, it makes so much sense. Because I know when I don't train for a week, or even if I go three or four days without training, I don't feel so good. 
my my energy levels are not the same my mood is not the same and i think the people that know me well know when i haven't trained for a while and they can say alan you need to go to the gym you know um and i'm kind of making light of it there but i do know myself when i'm not training when i'm not doing the things i need to be doing my mood does deteriorate so that kind of says to me the people that are leading that life every day you know maybe it's tough for them maybe it's much harder for them would it make a difference if for example we said okay how about I commit to doing 30, 30 minutes of exercise every day, you know, and, and just finding something I enjoy and it doesn't have to be walking, it doesn't have to be running, maybe it could be boxing, maybe it could be Tai Chi, maybe it could be yoga, maybe it could be knitting, maybe it could be surfing, God knows what, it doesn't matter, but it's different for everybody, you know, just finding that thing and then I think we've got preventative measures in place rather than, and look, and again, I'm not saying exercise is the problem, is the, is the solution for everything because it's not, but I do think it's something that should be looked at. I think, you know, rather than being straight off put onto medication and, and whatnot, I think we should be looking at how people are living their lives. And I think we should be saying, if you're somebody who's very sedentary, you've got a terrible diet, you don't get much exercise, you don't get much fresh air, I know from living my own life, and I don't care what anybody tells me, that does affect your mood. So please look at that first. Please look at that first. If you need further help, absolutely, yes, get it. But please look at that as a starting point. When I'm in speaking to kids in school, I say to them all the time, you know, a lot of you guys are on computer games a lot, nothing wrong with it. But think about a situation where maybe you're constantly for hours on end playing your computer games in a dark room. Maybe you're eating a lot of sugar. Maybe there's a lot of takeaway. Your diet's not the best. From there, your mood is going to deteriorate and deteriorate and deteriorate. And it becomes harder and harder to break the cycle because your energy levels are lower. You don't have the energy. You don't feel like getting up and doing anything. Your motivation levels drop. But if we could get used to saying, okay, I'm going to take half an hour away from that. I'm going to get outside for a walk into the fresh air, get a bit of sun, maybe leave the phone at home you feel like a different person when you come back. You really, really do. And it sounds like such a simple thing, but simple works, guys. Simple works. So just getting up, getting moving, improving your diet, the small things. Last year, I did a a conference. I was speaking at the CIPD conference, which is a conference for HR managers. So we had all the HR managers gathered in one room. It was a huge event, fantastic event to speak at. And at the end of it, we had a little panel discussion. So I was on a panel. There was three people, three of us at the top of the room taking questions. And one lady directed a question at myself and she was a HR manager. And she said to me, I come home in the evenings and I feel so stressed. I feel like I've no energy because all the people at work, all the staff were in a big company. They're putting all their problems onto me. How do I deal with that? And I said to her, what are you doing in the evenings? What are you, what are you doing in your own life to protect your own mental health? What do you do in the evenings? And again, look, this has not been facetious or anything like that. I was just looking for information. And she said to me, well, normally, to be honest, I'm so wrecked. I just sit down and eat and I sit in front of the television and watch a few soaps and I go to bed. And I kind of said to her, well, there's your starting point. That's it straight off. Because if you were to change your routine and you were to say, I'm going to go and I'm going to do some exercise, maybe it's a case of even doing it straight after work before you go home and you have the chance to switch off. You you commit to doing that five days a week even. You'll feel like a different person. You'll feel so much better. Just get out in the fresh air. You forget about your problems. I come back to sports quite a bit. I played sports myself. And I know no matter what issues you've got got going on, when I cross the line, if I'm playing a game of football, for 90 minutes when I'm playing football, I've forgotten everything. All those problems are gone. And you feel, when you come back and you come off the pitch, that problem that was huge beforehand seems so much smaller. It, it really, really does. And it's something I say to the kids in the school all the time as well. If you're struggling with homework, if you're worried about something, if you're stressed about something, speak to somebody, of course, speak to somebody. But get active as well. Go and do the things you enjoy and the problem will seem smaller when you come back. And I think it's important that we start practicing that at a younger age and we start spreading those messages, not taking things on yourself. 
which is what a lot a lot of people tend to do because we have moved forward in the last few years but I still think there's a huge gap from where we want to be you know to where we are where we are now to where we want to be there's still that thing of who do I speak to who do I talk to and it's especially more difficult for lads I think and I know I'm generalizing a little bit there but I think lads struggle with it a lot more and I see it myself all the time the type of stuff I put out on social media I've got a big female following but I was actually out over the weekend just gone I haven't been out in in 12 months I think at this stage I went out over the weekend and I had so many people coming up chatting to me to follow me online or whatever but the thing that really struck me was quite a few lads came up to me and they said I actually really really enjoy the motivational stuff you put out and all that and I'm getting a lot from it and it surprised me a little bit because those lads don't interact with me on social media I don't know if it's seen as a sign of weakness to be following this kind of self-help stuff or motivational stuff or whatever it is but they won't say it publicly they'll happily come and say and, and they wanted to come and say it to my face and have that quiet word at me and tell me that they were enjoying it and they were doing great but I think we need to get away from that being macho being the man we can't follow this stuff like if I was on social media and I seen something that I really enjoyed it doesn't matter who posted or what it's from i'm going to engage with that person i'm going to tell you i really like that you know so again it's not me saying you have to like my stuff or anything like that it's not about even the likes itself it's about the mentality it's about feeling that we can say things that we can open up that we can be you know we can say well you know it's not it's not a sign of weakness to say that self-help stuff you put out there i really enjoyed and i got a lot from it you know so it's just about i suppose opening up the avenues and i think the younger generation as well starting with them saying you know what it's okay to chat to people. It's okay not to be okay. I had a situation recently. I got a message on social media after I'd spoken in a school. I got a message from a kid. I think he was leaving her ear, and I got this message just going, "I, I, I'm sorry for, I'm sorry for sending you this message, but I don't know who else I can speak to." You know, and he was struggling. You know, and he wasn't in the best place. And I just gave him a few, a few little, a few, a few minutes of my time, just sending messages over and back. I'm saying, look. It's not the end of the world, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to go into too much detail here because I don't want to, I don't want to give away anybody's identity or anything like that. But, you know, from those messages, it helped him enormously. And I was just saying to him, whatever it is, it's not a forever problem. It can be solved. It's not major. You know, let's look at what you can do. And I said to him, you know, what's your lifestyle like at the minute? Are you, again, going back to that thing of just getting active, you know? And it, it did help him. I know it helped him because apart from that, I said to him, is there anybody you can speak to? Have you got an older brother or sister or maybe somebody that you're comfortable with because a lot of people a lot of those people that age are not comfortable talking to their parents and he said yeah I have an over an older brother yeah yeah he's sound enough yeah whatever you know that typical kind of laddish sort of way and I said to him will you do me a favor will you go and have this conversation with him and I said I know it's going to be difficult but please go and say it to him because I promise you he'll help you and a couple of months on I got a message from that lad again and he said you know, thanks a million for helping me at that time. I owe you, I owe you, I owe you so much. And I, I just said to him, you owe me nothing. You owe me absolutely nothing. We all should be looking out for each other. We should be helping each other. And, you know, I said to him straight up, if you ever need anybody to chat to, you need somebody, just go to your brother, send me a message. Don't be afraid because you've already seen that nobody is going to turn you away. Nobody's going to judge you. They're just going to say, yeah, that's okay. I'm going to help you. You know, and I think we've all got that person in our lives and we need to realise that no problem is forever. It's only a temporary thing. So let's, let's, look for for solutions rather than feeling hopeless and feeling like we're on our own because none of us are on our own there's always somebody to turn to you know and i think we need to start looking out for each other a lot more we need to start asking people are you okay because you never know what's going on behind somebody's eyes you know it can be some of your your best friends sometimes that are struggling and you don't see it and we've all we've all kind of seen that over the years i suppose somebody that you think that person is absolutely in the best form of their life they're they're feeling great they're doing really well so what could be wrong with them 
sometimes that's the people you need to have a word with. You need to kind of say, well, you know, are you doing okay? What's what's going on in your life? Just taking the time to have conversations with people, making time for people, getting away from the WhatsApp messages, having conversations. It's hugely important. Don't let it die out. Have conversations with people. Check in on people. Another thing I often wonder about, and again, I cannot reiterate this enough. I'm not a mental health expert by any means. I'm just putting my own thoughts out there, my own opinions. But I do wonder sometimes, do we sometimes be at risk of, I suppose, having a low after a high? Because I've seen this quite a bit and I've heard people in my industry talk about it quite a lot where they'll they'll often say, well, I spoke at this huge event and it was massive and had all these adoring fans in front of me. And look, this is people that are at the top end of the industry and I've heard them say it in podcasts and, you know, it's very common that they'll often say, following that event, I had a huge low and I don't know where it came from because I was feeling great. The adrenaline built up and it was huge and I enjoyed the night and it was fantastic. But following on from that, I had a low. And I heard one guy say, you know, and then this is somebody on social media who is a massive, massive following. He's not Irish. He's a huge following. And he said he did this huge, huge exhibition, huge, huge seminar. And the next day he just burst down, burst out into tears. And he said he was crying and he didn't know what was wrong with him. And I kind of, it got me thinking, you know, and I, and I kind of thought, is that pressure building up? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Am I at risk of that? I don't know. But maybe we need to start putting preventative measures in place that what's our plan for when things go wrong because we've got a plan financially for when things go wrong we put money aside likewise we do prehab with our training we do our stretching routines to make sure we don't get injured so should we do should we be doing prehab with our mental health as well should we be putting little steps in place that keep us well you know you wouldn't go running a marathon without doing a warm-up should we be looking at our mental health the same way what steps should i be putting in place what can i do to keep me at the top of my game you know, and if there is a problem arising, what's my plan for that? What am I going to do? Is there something that, you know, you can do now that you know is going to help you further down the line if that issue does arise? Because, you know, most of us do have issues at some stage of our lives. Very few of us are going to go through our whole lives feeling fantastic every day of the week. So what's your what's your plan for when that happens? What's your go to? Again, go back to thinking about how you can prevent it. Is it an hour in the gym? Is it going for a run? Is it having conversations with friends? Is it meeting somebody for a coffee? Is it joining a club? Is it, you know, creating a an environment around you where you've got positive people? What is it? What are the things that you think are going to work for you? You know, what's that going to do for you? Because I know, again, as I said, from living my own life, it does help me. It helps me enormously. I've mentioned a few times throughout this podcast, we get really good at covering things up. You know, people will say, how are you? You'll say, I'm grand, I'm good, whatever. This happened myself recently. And look, again, as I said earlier, I consider myself quite lucky. And again, whether it's luck or it's that I live the life I lead, I don't know. But I do know that we all have our ups and downs. And I have had those downs and it doesn't happen to me too often. But one that does stick out with me was a couple of years back. When I get to this time of year, which is now kind of April, May, my work gets a lot quieter. And those of you that know me know I'm a very, very proactive person. I'm busy all the time and I love being busy. I, I adore it. It's it's my life and I never complain about it. But sometimes I've got used to dealing with, but earlier on, I used to find this time of year really difficult to deal with because I was going from, again, I mentioned earlier, but people speaking at events where they're going on this high, you know, to sudden the sudden downers. I'd be going from a situation where I'm five days a week, absolutely, incredibly busy, loving it, buzzing off it. And then suddenly you get to this stage where things get quiet and you go, what do I do with myself? And it's it can be so challenging. It can be difficult to deal with. But going back a couple of years, I had this meeting, I remember, with my Jacinta, Jess, who's, she does a lot of marketing for me. She does a lot of branding for me. And I had this meeting, I remember, and 
I just wasn't myself. I wasn't feeling it. Normally in those meetings, I'm very enthusiastic. I'm throwing out ideas. I'm looking to move things forward. But I wasn't really feeling it that day. And, you know, she said to me, God, you're not yourself today. I'm going, ah, no, I'm just tired. And it's that old thing we always come back to. I'm just tired, you know. But, yeah, no, I, I, was, I wasn't feeling on top of the world. I went off and I went doing a class that evening. And, again, classes are always my release. I love getting out to classes, having a bit of crack with people and having a conversation with people, having chats, helping people. But that evening, as I said, I wasn't feeling feeling great and somebody noticed it, which probably shocked me a little bit because I was, again, convinced, well, I'm great at covering this up. Nobody will see anything. I'll get on with the class and nobody will know any different. But I did my class and there was a couple of people chatting outside and I was putting some of the gear in the car or whatever. And one of them just said to me, geez, you're not yourself this evening. And... Another one chipped up. Oh, yeah, you don't have the spark in your eye that you normally do. Just half joking, you know, and no offence taken or anything like that, like, you know, but I was covering it up again. I was like, oh, no, just a long week. I'm tired, you know, but I don't even know what it was. I just know that I just I was hitting a bit of a low. I don't know why. There was no particular reason for it. Again, coming maybe off the back of a busy winter, it was just a sudden realisation that things are getting quiet and now it's going to be a tough few months for me, you know. Maybe it was that, I don't know. But I did cover it up and the next day then I sent Jess a message and I just kind of said to her, oh, look, sorry about yesterday, I wasn't feeling great, I was tired, but I'm back on form today, I'm 100%. Which was a lie, I wasn't feeling great the next day at all. It was that thing again, sending a message to cover it up and it's very easily done. I get a message back on, oh, that's great to hear, I'm delighted to hear that, sure, I'll chat to you on Monday, whatever. And... This was, the meeting I had with her on the, was on the Thursday and then I had the class the Thursday night, sent her the message on the Friday. When I went home from that class on Thursday night, I didn't actually speak to anybody again until the Monday. I went home and I was living on my own and again, just, I wasn't feeling the best. So I just kept to myself all weekend until I went back to work on Monday and then I kind of snapped out of it. There was a couple of days where I just wasn't feeling the best and then I snapped out of it. But I did the things again that I always do. I trained, I make sure I was eating well. And I didn't let it slide too far, you know. Nothing like that has happened to me since. That's gone back about probably two, three years at this stage. Nothing has happened to me since. But what it does say to me is that none of us, none of us are bulletproof. We're all vulnerable. We're all going to have issues, and we all have to have somebody to turn to turn to. Because if that happened to me now, I wouldn't be too proud to say, do you know what? I'm not feeling great. I would go and visit my family, or I visit my friends, or I pick up the phone, I talk to somebody, you know. And if Jess said to me, you know you're not yourself today, I'd say, no, I'm not. I wouldn't feel the need to cover it up, do you know? And again, as I said, Jess works with me quite a bit on, on marketing and different stuff like that, Brandon, but she's also a good friend and I trust her well enough to say, well, yeah, no, I'm not feeling the best, you know, because I know that's somebody that would help me the same as my own friends at home would help me, whatever it is. So it's important, I think, that you don't take that mindset, well, I have to cover this up, keep it to myself because it does build and build and build. So, yeah, look, this podcast has gone on much longer than I expected, guys. It was meant to be a 10 minute, 10 minute podcast, but here we are. I hope you're still with me. Um, one thing I will kind of finish on as well, guys, is just figuring out where your problems and where your stress is coming from. Because a lot of the time, our stress is coming from probably one, one, one major stress is probably coming from, you know, from one thing. As in 80% of our stresses are probably coming from one thing, you know. One thing is causing 80% of our stresses. I've said that in a very roundabout way, but I got there eventually. One, yeah, 80% of our stresses are probably coming from one thing. So figure out what that one thing is. Maybe it's relationships. Maybe it's financial worries. Maybe it's, as I say, maybe it's just kind of, we're, we're just living a lifestyle that's not in line with looking after ourselves to the best of our ability. So figure out what that thing is that's stressing you out. Figure out what the cause of it is. 
and then nip it in the bud. What can I do about it? Rather than letting it linger, letting it linger, letting it linger. If you're able to help, you know, if you're able to figure it out yourself and you can sort it out yourself, brilliant. If you don't, turn to somebody and get help from it. Because there's no judgment there. We're all there to support each other. We're all there to help each other. And I think we need more of that in the world. I think we need to start looking out for each other a little bit more. So what I want you guys to do today, I'm going to give you a little bit of homework before I finish. I want you to get aware of checking in with people. I want you to start checking in on one or two people that you think might need your help, that might just need a conversation. Sometimes that's all it is. They just need a chat, you know. If everybody here listening to this was to check in on one or two people every so often, you know, it would improve everybody's life. It would improve everybody's mood. It would improve everybody's mentality and it would even save lives. And that sounds, it sounds like a huge thing to say, but it would save lives if we literally just started looking out for each other and having more conversations with people, opening up to each other and helping each other as best we can that's what it all comes down to that's the function of people on earth as far as i'm concerned we're here to help each other that's why we're put on this earth it's here what we're here to do we're not here to build wealth we're not here to i suppose build huge houses coming back to what we started with you know and getting the fancy cars ultimately at the end of the day every single person on this earth is here to help each other help each other through that journey make it as enjoyable a journey as we can and ultimately i don't think we can ask any more than that you know if we do that We've lived the best life we can. We've helped each other as much as we can. And we couldn't, nobody could ever ask any more of us than that. So, look, that's today's podcast. It's a little bit heavier than I normally would go with. I like to have a little bit of banter on podcasts and in general having, having the, the chats with people. But I, I think it's an important topic. It was one I wanted to put out there. It's one that's coming to the fore now, as I said, with kind of the darkness into light coming up and all that. But I think it's an ongoing conversation that needs to be had. And I think people need to be aware that there's options there for them and you're never on your own there's always somebody you can talk to if it's you know if you're not confident enough to speak to a family friend or whatever it is just seek professional help you know no and and yes it probably will cost money at times but money is not the be all and end all your your health is your wealth at the end of the day please look after your health because nothing is more important than that so i hope you've got something out of that podcast today guys if you think it's useful if there's something that resonated with you as i said i'm not a mental health expert some my ideas that i've put out are only my thoughts i'm sure there's loads of people out there questioning them that's understandable as well but if you found it useful you know feel free to share it whatever you, you think will help get the message out there so that's it for today guys um until next week we will chat you then